Hey, hey, hey. Welcome back to the Seize Life's Moments podcast. On today's episode, I'm going to go through all the different epilepsy treatment options that may, well, for some people, help control seizures. Once you are diagnosed with epilepsy, there are many treatment options, which include a ton of different medications, brain surgery, and brain devices. I'll dig into each of these treatments, so let's get started. After you are officially diagnosed with epilepsy, you start treatment immediately. The first treatment option is anticonvulsant medication. These medications are meant to help stop seizures by reducing the electrical activity in the brain. The medication does not cure epilepsy. Remember, there is no cure yet. So these anticonvulsant medications are taken daily. Someone can be on one medication that controls their seizures entirely. 70% of people will respond positively to their first anticonvulsant drug. Some people can be on multiple medications, and that may help control their seizures. 3% of people take two drugs at once for their seizures. In most cases, some people may take multiple medications and still have seizures. One out of three people do not respond to medications at all, and they have refractory epilepsy. It is also referred to as uncontrolled, intractable, or drug-resistant epilepsy. If you try more than two medications, the chance of the third medication will work is less than a 5% chance. All of these medications work in slightly different ways. It may be because our bodies react differently to these drugs. Also, coming with these drugs are a bunch of different side effects. This includes depression, fatigue, blurred vision, loss of orientation, weight gain or weight loss, just to name a few. Many people with epilepsy will go on this wild journey of finding the right medications and coping with these side effects that come with it. If the drugs aren't controlling your seizures, this is typically what doctors do. First, they may increase the dosage. Then, if the higher dosage is not helping, they might recommend other medications. Maybe have you try the newest ones. They also might add a second or a third medication combined with the first one you're taking. There isn't a lot of research on why these 20 plus anticonvulsant drugs do not help all people with epilepsy. Many people go through a lot of medications to see which one sticks. I call this finding your medication cocktail. My medication cocktail, well, for now, consists of three drugs, Vimpat, Ficompa, and Onfi. I've also tried Lamictal and Keppra. That's five drugs I've experienced, and I'm still having uncontrolled seizures. 
So if your doctor recommends a drug, ask about the side effects and why it's best for you so you can be better prepared in what you're getting into. If you found your medication cocktail and you're not having seizures, there is a chance you can titrate down and may be able to stop taking them. This is only if you've been seizure-free for some time. After being seizure-free for about two years, 68% of people will discontinue medication. After three years, 75% will stop their medication completely. So what is next after you've tried all these anticonvulsant medications or you still haven't found that medication cocktail? Well, there are other options besides medication to help control your seizures. The next step of epilepsy treatment is brain surgery. Usually your doctor will recommend brain surgery after you've tried more than two to three medications. You will talk to a neurosurgeon, which is a doctor who performs epilepsy surgery. Here is the process of finding out if epilepsy surgery is an option for you. First, they have to find the exact location in the brain that is the culprit of causing your seizures. In order to do that, you have to go through multiple brain tests and scans. Those tests will help find the area in the brain where seizures are starting. There are additional tests to make sure that the area where the seizures are occurring would not affect necessary brain functions. This would include speech, movement, or memory. After they know where the exact brain location is and the important functions that the brain location is responsible for, then they determine if you qualify for surgery. Then, during the surgery, the neurosurgeon will remove that part of the brain. This involves opening up the skull, and it's a procedure called a craniotomy. Usually, epilepsy surgery works best for people who have seizures that begin in one area of the brain. However, if that one area is essential for necessary brain functions, you don't qualify for surgery. For example, in my situation, my right frontal lobe is the culprit of my seizures. In one of my tests, there was abnormal electrical activity coming from my right frontal lobe near the motor strip in my brain. The motor strip is responsible for voluntary movements. The abnormal spikes were deep in my brain. So if they took out my frontal lobe, then I would have issues with coordinating movement, language, and speech. Due to this finding, I did not qualify for surgery. For those who do qualify and get brain surgery, in most cases, it may not stop seizures. Seizures can come back and maybe even more aggressively, or some may experience a whole new different type of seizure. Some might need a second surgery, more medications, or maybe a brain device. This leads up to another epilepsy treatment option, which is electrical stimulation coming from small implanted brain devices. These devices help regulate the electrical activity to stop or reduce seizures. Brain devices are referred to as neuromodulation devices. They send small electric stimulation to the nervous system. This electrical signal changes what a nerve or the brain does. 
stimulating nerve cells can release substances that change how the cells act or help them go back to their normal state. Here are the most common brain stimulation therapy devices for epilepsy. The first being the vagus nerve stimulation. It is referred to as the VNS therapy by Levanova. The second being responsive neurostimulation, referred to as the RNS device by Neuropace. Then there is deep brain stimulation, or DBS. VNS was the first brain device for epilepsy and was approved in 1997 in the United States and in Europe in 1994. It is to treat focal or partial seizures. They are also used in adults or for children four years and older. It is used by more than 125,000 people around the world, including 33,000 children. The goal of VNS therapy is to prevent seizures before they start and stop them if they do. VNS therapy sends regular and mild pulses of electrical energy to the brain via the vagus nerve. The vagus nerve connects the brainstem to the body. It is part of a circuit that links the neck, heart, lungs, and the abdomen to the brain. It allows the brain to monitor and receive information about several of the body's different functions. The vagus nerve is in charge of certain sensory activities and motor movement within the body. When you choose to implant the VNS device, the electrodes or wires are attached to the generator or stimulator device. It is like a pacemaker device. So the stimulator is placed under the skin in the left chest area. Then the thin wires are wrapped around the left vagus nerve in the neck. Intermittent stimulation is applied to the vagus nerve 24 hours a day, turning on and off at preset parameters. The VNS therapy is delivered at regular intervals throughout the day to stop seizures before they start. The VNS also detects and responds by delivering an extra dose of therapy. For example, the VNS therapy device will send pulses when it senses increased heart rate. Usually, a person's heart rate increases during a seizure. The VNS will detect it and respond by giving extra electrical stimulation to help stop the seizure. Also, the VNS provides a magnet kit. It gives you or your caregiver the ability to manually deliver more boost of stimulation. As some people with epilepsy are aware of when a seizure is about to happen, or it's called, you know, the aura, they can swipe the magnet over the stimulator in the chest to send an extra boost of electrical stimulation to the brain. Sometimes this may help stop seizures from happening, or it can lessen the seizure's intensity. The on-demand magnet stimulation offers more control for people with epilepsy and their families. It initiates on-demand stimulation when you need it. The person cannot feel the stimulation. However, when the stimulation happens, some may have an unfamiliar feeling in their throat or neck. They may have a hoarse voice or a mild cough. Once implanted, you go home the same day. It is a short outpatient procedure. You'll have a small incision in the neck and in the upper chest area. The battery typically lasts between four to eight years. 
It may take several weeks or months to find the best amount of stimulation your brain needs. It also may take one to two years to know how well the VNS works for you. The amount of stimulation can be changed and you can work with your doctor on how much you need. Here is what we know that has been reported about seizure reductions and the VNS therapy. Average seizure reduction is 60 to 65%. In the first three months, about one out of three people find their seizures decreased by 50%. After one to two years, 45% of people have their seizures decreased by 50%. People who have had VNS for up to 10 years may see seizures decrease by 75%. The other brain device is RNS, responsive neurostimulation by Neuropace. The RNS system is fairly new. It was approved in 2013. It helps control focal seizures that come from one or two areas in the brain. It is only used for adults over the age of 18. Over 2,500 patients have been treated to date, and the RNS is available at most comprehensive epilepsy centers. RNS is a smart device that responds quickly to seizure activity by giving small pulses of electrical stimulation at the seizure focus. It monitors brain activity at the seizure focus 24-7. It detects and responds to abnormal electrical activity in your own unique brain waves that can possibly lead to a seizure. The RNS system makes sure the pulses can stop the brain waves that cause seizures and let the brain waves return to normal. The RNS system is able to record your brain activity for your doctor to review it. Here are the main parts of the RNS system. The neurostimulator device fits within a small titanium tray placed in the skull and does not touch the brain. The device records and stimulates brain activity. Once implanted, the neurostimulator device is connected to these tiny wires. They are also referred to as leads and are placed in the brain where the seizures begin. It is referred to as the seizure focus. What's interesting with the RNS is that you can collect your brain's data with the neurostimulator from a remote monitor that you can use at home. You use a handheld wand attached to a simple remote monitor, usually a laptop to wirelessly collect your brain's activity, then upload it to your doctor's secure website. Your doctor can log in and review your brain's activity. Your doctor personalizes the device for you by programming it to recognize your specific brain patterns. Then your doctor adjusts programming over time to fine-tune your treatment progress. The RNS device is implanted in the operating room. Most patients stay one to two nights in the hospital before going home. Then, after a few weeks, you'll be seen in the outpatient epilepsy clinic to help program the device. They will see if any seizure activity was recorded or if there were any certain patterns of your brain waves. The RNS device will be adjusted for you, so it stimulates your own brain's activity. Once the device is placed, it is hidden under your scalp and nothing can be seen. The battery in the RNS is estimated to last eight years. Replacement procedures are typically outpatient procedures that last about an hour or less. 
You cannot feel the simulation once it's programmed. There are no unusual feelings or pain. Here are some RNS studies of seizure reduction. On average, seizures decrease by about 50% after two years. After seven years, two out of three people had their seizures cut in half. And now we are on to the newest neuromodulation device. That is the deep brain stimulation, or DBS. DBS was approved by the FDA in 2018. The DBS is somewhat similar to both the RNS and VNS. It is used to treat uncontrolled focal seizures, and you must be 18 years and older to have the DBS. When you get the DBS, tiny electrodes are implanted into your brain to deliver those stimulation signals when sensing abnormal electrical activity. Two electrodes are placed deep inside the brain through small holes made in the skull. The area deep within the brain is called thalamus. The thalamus distributes signals that come from the body's senses to other regions of the brain. It relays sensory and motor signals as well as regulation of consciousness and alertness. These electrodes run under the skin, behind the ear, and down inside the skin of the neck where they are attached to the neurostimulator. The neurostimulator device is implanted under the skin in the upper chest, more under the collarbone, or it can be implanted under the skin of your belly. After implanted, the neurostimulator is programmed by your doctor using a small handheld computer. This sets the strength and length of the electrical stimulation given in your brain. It may take several months to set the proper level of stimulation, and each person is different. You are also given a small programmer. You can manage the neurostimulator yourself. Similar to the VNS and RNS, if you feel an aura or you know you're about to have a seizure, you can use the programmer to activate more DBS therapy to stop a seizure from happening. It is a surgical procedure, so you would be in the hospital for a few days. The battery is replaced every three to four years. Studies have shown that people with DBS had 56% fewer seizures by the second year with the device. DBS is a major surgical procedure. It is generally safe, however, there are some side effects that come with the device or after surgery. These include memory and speech problems, depression, mood changes, numbness, or tingling. These are usually temporary, but talk to your doctor of other potential side effects. Alrighty, those are the three main brain devices. I'll sum up the differences between the VNS, RNS, and DBS therapy. Well, the biggest difference is that the VNS therapy stimulates the brain via the vagus nerve in the neck. The electrodes do not go in your brain, only around the vagus nerve. With the RNS, neurosurgeons would have to cut out a part of your skull, mount the device on the skull in order to insert the electrodes that will be inside your brain to stimulate the seizure focus. Electrodes from the DBS are implanted in a specific area of the brain, the thalamus, and the stimulator goes down to the collarbone or under the belly. 
For collecting data from these devices, VNS and DBS therapy do not collect brain activity. The RNS system collects brain activity and seizure trends and uploads it to the doctor's portal site. For scheduling the stimulation, VNS and DBS are programmed on a regular schedule from your doctor. The RNS is programmed 24-7. But with all of these stimulation therapy devices, you do have to continue taking your anticonvulsant medications. All brain devices are considered a complementary treatment to your medications. However, if you have a good response to the devices, medications can be reduced over time. When these devices are implanted, they are not permanent. They can be turned off if you wish not to use them any longer. However, there are complications with removing it. With the VNS, the electrodes will be difficult to remove around the vagus nerve. So usually they leave the electrodes, but they can remove the stimulator device. If you do wish to remove the RNS stimulator, they would need to put some sort of component to replace it. It is not necessary to do that. The neurostimulator and electrodes are designed so they can be left in place even when it is no longer delivering therapy. If you want to remove the DBS, the electrodes and neurostimulator device can be removed without injuring the brain. Overall, the benefits of these brain stimulation devices we reviewed are fewer, shorter, and less intense seizures, improved quality of life like better mood, memory, attention, minimal side effects, decreased postictal time, meaning a faster recovery from a seizure, decreased SUDEP risk, decreased health costs. However, there are no comparative studies that have been completed to know which neurostimulation therapy is the best. It really all depends on your type of epilepsy, your seizures, medications you've tried, or maybe you've had surgery, but you're still having uncontrolled seizures. So from brain devices to surgery or finding your medication cocktail... These are big and important decisions to make for seizure control and improving your overall quality of life. Not to worry, you have your doctor and epilepsy team to support whatever decision you feel is best for you. There is also dietary therapy that may be an alternative treatment option to help control seizures. We will dig a little bit deeper about that in the next episode. Well, uh, thank you for tuning in to the Seeds Life's Moments podcast to talk about epilepsy treatment. From anti-convulsant medications, where one out of three people do not respond to medication at all, trying two medications, the chance of the third medication working is less than a 5% chance. It's crazy. Then from brain surgery qualification to electrical stimulation from brain devices, I am not a doctor or a nurse, but as someone living with epilepsy, I've had many conversations about these types of treatment. So talk to your doctor about the best epilepsy treatment for you. Let me know if you're enjoying this podcast by leaving a review on Apple Podcasts or letting me know on my social channels. Until next time, signing off. (music) 